Hey guys, you are listening to Killer Cocktails, where the drinks are stiff, but the bodies are stiffer. This is a casual true crime podcast where two friends get drunk and talk about gruesome murders. Each week we pick a different drink whose name or ingredients set the tone for our stories. Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Killer Cocktails. This week we are drinking... The black and tan. The black and tan, also known as... The half and half. The half and half. Because, you guys, yesterday was St. Paddy's Day. Yeah! I hope you all were safe. I hope you all had a green beer. Actually, no, I don't, I don't hope that on you. I hope you just I hope you enjoyed the day. Yeah. Yeah. Celebrate your Irish heritage, or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. Because we do it real different here in the States. Yeah, just like all, like, Cinco de Mayo is ridiculous. Like, America just loves to go, what? There's another country and there's a holiday? Wah, wah, wah. Is there an excuse to drink and be festive? <laughs> that seems to be how America does holidays. Boxing Day. I've never celebrated Boxing Day. We should it's do right it. after Christmas, right? Or right Jack- after New Year's? When is it? No idea. Is it Canadian? It's Canadian. It's Canadian. I know that much. Um, You know what we should do? What's that? For an entire year, we just celebrate all the calendar days. I, mean, I don't think holidays. you realize how many weird holidays are on the calendar because I used to text my friends happy whatever day anytime there like was something on, your work on the calendar. calendar. Yeah. I'm into it. Well. Every day you're we'll, going to get a little gift. We'll look, we'll, <laughs> we'll look into it. And today you got a pencil eraser. Yay. <laughs> um, so yeah, we are drinking the Black and Tans. They are, you know, it's a beer. It's a beer. It's a beer. I told you earlier, I don't know what I was expecting. It literally tastes exactly how you would think a Guinness mm-hmm. and a ale together would. I I don't know why. Literally all day I've been like, oh my God, I'm about to have the best beer of my life. <laughs> and it's going to be like my favorite thing ever. And I'm going to order it places. Yeah. No, you were kind of a little too. I mean, that's not bad. It's not bad at yeah. all. But I don't know. I built it up in my head that it was going to be this like magical <laughs> beer. Leprechauns jump out of nowhere. And it's it's. Total, uh, it's totally serviceable. Yeah, yeah. And we are drinking Harper, which is an Irish harp? ale. Oh, sorry, harp, harp. How embarrassing for oh, you! No. <laughs> <laughs> I never screw up. I'm always, always on point. <laughs> Cut it out! Cut it out, Jackie. Make me look smart. <laughs> um, okay, we're drinking harp, which is an Irish ale, mm-hmm. and then Guinness, the stout. Irish lager. Um, I think it's. I believe it's a stout. No. Oh. Guinness is a stout for sure. Yeah, yeah. But Harp, I can't remember oh, if it's a lager or Yeah. Well, I was reading, so, so when Maybe you look at- Maybe a lager is the same thing as an ale. Uh... I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we just have a drinking podcast, you know? <laughs> I'm not supposed to know this. One day we'll be, like, super intelligent about it. Um, we do, we'll share our milestones with you at some point when we're getting places. But yeah. one of our milestones when we reach it is to go take a- professional bartending class so we at least yeah know what's that one's on. based on a certain number of downloads right yeah 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 because yeah, yeah. and uh, like true downloads not people who've listened twice or on multiple yeah, machines like, like in downloads. that's the word yeah. yeah we're we're averaging around 200 right now per week so. thank you yeah thank you guys that's really awesome um but yeah so when you look at the photos of a black and tan you're gonna have the ale at the bottom mm-hmm. and then uh, what they do is they float that stout beer on top and that's because the stout is actually um uh, less, less dense lighter so the ale uh stout beer floats on ale because it's less dense Ex- yeah which is crazy cause science it, rules whee! it's weird because it's darker you think it'd you be at the it bottom. just seems heavier yeah. which makes it cool and we yeah. actually could do it this time yeah 
way better layering than the blue ocean shots. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm sorry for those. There's something else that we did and it flipped and maybe that was the ocean shots. I feel like you're right, though. We're bad at layering. We're bad at layering. And Jackie found this awesome video. So everywhere, I had a special spoon and I forgot it at my house. You're supposed to be able to pour in the ale or the lager, you know, the lighter beer. Then you pour, then you have a special spoon that helps you layer the other beer, uh, Guinness on top. And we tried with a regular big flat spoon and we did not do well. Nope. Then we Googled, I'm trying to think how I Googled it. If I just said without a spoon or if it just popped up. Anyway, we found this great man who was dressed to the nines. Oh yeah. He was like, I don't know if it was Patty's day. It was straight or up Dollar Tree after. status yeah. all over that man. I loved it. <laughs> and he was telling you, you don't need the spoon. Everyone tells you, you need, all you need is a pint glass. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, everything he's saying goes against everything you know about beer. He's like, you have to pour the first one in, pour it super fast and make sure it's super heady. Get a huge head. Yes. On that. Then, (laughs) then you crack the Guinness and it does the little pop and fresh surge and all the stuff. Then you drizzle that Mm -hmm. on the head that you've created. You're using that head. Yeah. You're going to just drizzle, just drizzle on top. And that, I mean, the head worked as a buffer. Mm -hmm. It worked perfect phenomenal like you saw me making the videos like was, every time i did it that way it was perfect it felt crazy like you shouldn't be doing any of the things you're doing but it worked yeah. when you watch really the video, well i can just already know that like most of the viewers they're gonna, gonna be, be why are you pouring beer that way they're screaming ah! but it's on purpose for the black and tan oh my god yeah no it's highly i, I did not think it would work and it worked yeah if you want to wow your friends and you don't have a spoon or layering skills, do it Do it the way we show you in the video. Because we lack layering skills. <laughs> Which in my outdoor life, I'm great at layering. <laughs> it's the key, the key to the correct temperature. You your base layers. Yeah. You, no, you guys, I don't know if I've ever said this before. There's no such thing as bad weather, just inappropriate clothing. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so get out there in that hurricane, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just don't have the right gear. There's certain... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. For the most part. Um, Jackie, I'm going to tell you a little history on the black and tan. I would love it if you would. Or the half and half, as you like to also call it. So, although associated with St. Patrick's Day in the U.S. as one of its two ingredients is Guinness, do not order a black and tan in Ireland. Why not, Drea? Let me tell you. Black and tans um, is the nickname given to the British uh, paramilitary force, largely made up of English World War One veterans, uh, formed to suppress the Irish independence movement in 1920 and 1921. The Black and Tans employed brutal tactics in an attempt to suppress the Irish Republican Army's guerrilla war, massacring civilians and burning Irish towns. They were called the, quote-unquote, Black and Tans due to their khaki military trousers and darker police uniform shirts. So it would be probably in just as poor a form to order an Irish car bomb in an in an Irish yeah, bar. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just poor form, don't call it that. Yes. So like essentially if you're going in there it's an insult. It's like uh if you would order a drink called the red coat here in America in the 19th century. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's the same that same Got it. Battle going on. So this St. Patrick's Day, order half and half instead. Well, that was yesterday. I hope you guys didn't fuck up. <laughs> Daylight dollar short. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys are enjoying these because these are, I mean, if you like beer, you're going to like good. this. I, yeah. I don't mean to paint the picture that I don't like this because I definitely do. Yeah. 
I don't know why I thought it would be magical. Because it looks magical. I mean, it's kind of the story of my life uh, that, that oh. reality can't match my imagination. <laughs> and whenever I, like, think what I know it's going to happen, it's like, well, obviously it wasn't going to be that. <laughs> well, you know, if you drink enough of these, eventually you find the lucky charms at the end of your glass. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So just keep drinking them. I think the ultimate uh, example, I remember being in third grade and the teacher... And it's not like I was new to class. Like this, I was with this class all year. There's no reason why all these kids knew this and I didn't. But the teacher got up to the front and was like, hey, we're going to do X, Y, Z, whatever it is. And then if we finish in time, then we'll play catch up. And in my little kid, third grade brain, I went, oh, my God, what is catch up? How does this game work? Are we going to get bottles of ketchup? Are we going to squirt that? Like, what I invented in my head was this amazing game involving ketchup. Yeah. And then literally we finished whatever it was and everyone just, like, gets out other work and starts catching up because they all understood what she was talking about. And I'm like, when are we going to play? And then I, like, it clicked and I was like, oh. (laughs) I may have. I can't remember if I, like, went up to her desk and was like, when are we? When are we gonna play catch up? Like I can't remember if I actually asked. She was like, or if I like figured it I can't remember which way it went, but I remember being real sad about it. <laughs> that's adorable. <laughs> I was thinking you guys were playing What's Up Seven Up for a second. Oh, and then great I was like, game. that's not the name. Yeah. No, great game though. That's the one when they touch your thumb. That's where everyone cheats and looks at shoes. Bloop. The shoe cheaters. Do you ever try to like mash their fingers so they didn't know? And you're like, ah! <laughs> no, no, me neither. <laughs> All right. All right, Jackie, I think it's murder time. Oh, okay. That was the end of it. All right, guys, that was our transition into the murder. Yeah. Get real excited. It's Jackie's turn. If you have tips on transitions, <laughs> like throw them out there because yeah. we understand that this is a real ramshackle show. Yeah. It's a drinking podcast. So, yeah. Temper your expectations. We pepper in the murder. All right, Drea. Jackie. When I texted you... <sighs> Just your eyes are looking at me. <laughs> when I texted you the name of my murderer... Yes. You thought it was someone else. I texted you Adrian... Oh. <laughs> I texted you Adrian Lim. And I was like, Adriana Lima? <laughs> and I was like, no. And, then, and you could tell I didn't understand. And my joke like fell on deaf ears. Yeah, what'd you say? It's a, she's a Victoria's Secret model. Yeah, yeah she's I didn't, gorgeous. And I didn't know that. <laughs> but it I was, was like, who so, the fuck? It was just so close. Yeah. So you're doing Adrian Lim? Adrian Lim. All right. Adriana Lima. N- not at all. <laughs> Whoever that is. <laughs> I sent you photos. <laughs> all right. Okay. On January 25th, 1981, Ooh. the body of a nine-year-old girl was found in a bag next to the elevator in a block of apartments. Uh. In the town of Toa Payo. God, that got probably real destroying fast. that. Yeah. Thanks, Jackie. Well, you're welcome. Two weeks later, the body of a 10-year-old boy would be found mm. nearby. All right. Now let's go back. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you about Adrian Lim. All right. Um, so he grew, he was like living in that same neighborhood. Um, he, so before those bodies are found... Residents are complaining. It's like really tight packed apartment buildings. And for the most part, everyone kind of ignores everybody else. It's just like sardine living. How humans are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But residents complained several times to authorities um, about these uh, like he would. So basically he was having these noisy rituals in the middle of the night. Oh. 
and they would complain about them, but they continued, like, he continued to have them. So... Do we hear more detail about what these... I, maybe. Noises are? Okay. Um, on the afternoon of January 24th, so this is the day before that body's found, on the afternoon of Jan- uh, January 24th, nine-year-old Agnes... I'm going to destroy these names. Okay. Because I just can't... Just own I can't it. say... Just own it. Names. I know I always say all the words correctly, so... I know it's a little intimidating to do a podcast with me. <laughs> I think these black and tans are making me sad. Be careful, guys. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, stuff, and I'll leave some of them in, and I'll take some of them out, and then you'll text me like, "Why'd you leave that other one in?" Because <laughs> it is funny. It is funny. Okay. Uh, anyway, this nine-year-old girl, Agnes. I'm just gonna call her Agnes. Yeah. Um. So she disappears after attending a religious class at her nearby church. So she goes to class and she disappears. Hours later is when they find her body. Um, so it's less, it's like five-eighths of a mile maybe from the church. So it's all kind of in the same area. Um, she had been smothered to death. Mm. Uh, the investigation revealed that she had injuries to her genitals, that she had semen in her rectum. Uh. Spoiler alert. But there's a lot of details. <laughs> Because, again, this one I'm reading a bunch. Yeah. Dre always gives horrible details, and I tend not to. <laughs> Normally, I scrub my stories of a lot of the terribleness. Um, but I didn't have a lot of time, so I'm going to be reading more than I normally do. Um, okay, so they launched this investigation. They're questioning a ton of people, and they don't really get any leads. So then on February 7th, so that was on the 24th, 25th, so on this, uh, February 7th, 10-year-old Ghazali bin Marzuki. That's kind of a neat name. Um he was found dead under a tree between blocks 10, 11. This other one was on block 10. So it's all kind of in the same area. Yeah. Um, and he'd been missing since the previous day. Okay. Um, he'd been seen boarding a taxi with an unknown woman. Forensic pathologists on the scene deemed the cause of death was a drowning. So not a smothering, but a drowning. Um, but they huh. also found suffocation marks um, similar to those of the girl. Um, but no signs of sexual abuse. There were burns on his back and a puncture on his arm. Mm. Traces of a sedative were later detected in his blood. Okay. So police start these investigations. Um, and this is going to kind of, so I'm going to jump real quick. So Adrian Lim was born in 1942. So all this is taking place in like early eighties. Yeah. So back in 42, um, he just kind of was living his life. He was uh, the oldest son of a low-income family. He had a sister who describes him later. And then, like, when people describe people after the fact, after heinous crimes, you always kind of take it with a grain of salt. But described him as, like, a hot-tempered boy. Um, He kind of dropped out of school. He worked kind of different jobs. He got married to, like, one of, like, a childhood sweetheart in 67. They had two kids. Um, He converted to Catholicism, which I don't know how popular that is over there. Yeah. Um, and they lived in like a rented room in a three-story flat or three-room flat, excuse me. So he starts practicing. So while he's working these other jobs, he starts practicing as like a medium Mm -hmm. and he kind of grows that into, he just starts swindling people and he's kind of running these long cons and it involves a lot of like elderly people and like susceptible women. And then he kind of like grows that into like he's got these weird like sexual abuses that are happening with women that he's tricking with being a medium and that he's connecting to yeah Yeah. so he's kind of like 
physically escalating. He's swindling money out of them. Um, meanwhile, his wife is just kind of in, I don't think she's a part of any, but she's just kind of in the peripheral. Yeah. Um, there's, if you look into the, like, there's all sorts of details you can get about the world that he crafts and he's kind of spinning to other people. Um, he preys on like really gullible people that have kind of personal problems. He promises them that he'll solve their issues through his, you know, being a medium and getting in connection with, um, like loved ones, different gods. Yeah. And like different gods and stuff. Um, then he starts like doing this thing where like they have to strip while he's doing these things. Then he starts like physically abusing them. So with one of these uh, women that he's doing, like he does electroshock therapy. He like attach electrodes to their temples. I don't know what kind of voltage he's putting through, but then he starts like saying that that's all part of like healing them. Yeah. Um, how sad to be like a person who goes in. You're just trying to like they're gonna get healed, or then they're gonna talk to another being. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a high, you're in a very oh, open place. Yeah. And then for someone to take advantage of you when you're at your most vulnerable, mm-hmm. ugh, that's disgusting. So now there's this lady. Okay. And her name is Tan Mui Chu. That's what? My, that's my tie. Her name is Tan. Tan Mui Chu. Yeah. yeah that's an amazing name. <laughs> I'll take that tie. Tam Chu. So her name is Tam, Black and Tans. That's yeah. how Tam gets in here. So she assisted Lim in his medium practice. She oh. was like a helper lady. Okay. And she would like reap some of the benefits of him swindling all these people. So she's in on the con. She's in on the con. She doesn't um, believe it. She was referred to Lim by this like local bar girl who's like, yeah, she'll help you. Like there's kind of inner circle stuff. Um, claimed that the spirit medium, like, so she's, first she gets referred like, hey, he can help you. So then she, like, meets up with him. At the time, she's grieving from the death of her grandmother, Mm. um, who she'd been devoted to. So she's estranged from her parents. They had sent her away when she was, like, 13 to go to, like, a delinquent kids school. So she had kind of a rough childhood where she's kind of seeking approval. Mm -hmm. This grandmother meant a lot to her. The grandmother's now passed. So she's talking about how she's in trouble this bar girl is like hey this dude can help you out so that's how like they get kind of linked up okay um and he starts doing all of this kind of stuff to her then she becomes a regular the relationship grows intimate between the two of them and in 1975 she moves into his apartment and she's the helper Mm-hmm. okay so does she so at first so she's not the helper originally originally yeah, yeah. she's like just, some... just meets up with him then this relationship kind of grows out of it so does she see it's like all bullshit now or does she still believe and she's the helper um debatable at this point okay so then he like insists that she moves into the apartment so she does but like his wife and kids live there oh and the wife is like why is this lady <laughs> moving no. in here so uh the wife is, like, super suspicious that she's having an affair yeah. with her husband. And he's like, no, no, no. Um, he swears on, like, a picture of Jesus Christ because, remember, he's Catholic now. Yeah. He's like, absolutely not, absolutely not. Um, then it becomes pretty apparent that there is an affair going on. They divorced uh, in 1976. Um, in the house? That's just... Yeah, I mean, that detail's not there, but she figures it out. Ugh. So then she leaves him. They get divorced. She leaves him. He quits his job, and now he's a full-time medium. Okay. So now he's got this partner. It's like, now the wife is gone. We're going on the road. pair. Yeah. Here we go. So, it's and he's like, town. he's doing well. So he's making, this is back in the, uh, now we're kind of in the 70s, right? So he's making, uh, in U.S. dollars, like, between, like, high 2000 low $3,000 a month in the 70s. Nice. 
Um, doing it. Yeah. So then uh, Lim and Tan register to be married. So then they're going to get married. Lim would. So she's she's it's one of those where she's kind of a victim and like he took advantage she's linked up with stuff but he's beating her yeah. he's um uh, threatening her there's all sorts of like lies that he's telling her about stuff um he persuades her to prostitute herself oh no and he's like he's becoming her pimp so he's yeah. taking money from her she's out doing that oh. um he convinces her that she needs to uh have sexual relations with young women to stay healthy with him in the room? I'm a, I'm guessing. Um, he convinces her. So uh, then she starts assisting in the business. She starts preparing clients. or She starts preparing clients um, for his pleasure because he's now going to abuse them. So, she's, so it's one of those like, uh, you know, we talked to the person who came about uh, human, like sex trafficking mm-hmm. and the bottom bitch that you have. Yeah someone who you've abused and you've kind of built up into the system and who's then, now aiding in the system but is a victim themselves yeah, so they can get less yeah abuse on themselves yeah um okay so that all kind of goes on so there's a bunch of that just kind of continues um then you've got ho ho ka hong she was born in 55 so she's a little younger than Lim. she's a steadfast believer so she's kind of also looped in on all of this um and she just kind of executes orders that he asked her to um her her father died when she was eight she was sent to live with a grandma so she again kind of has a similarish childhood to tan the sister starts to see him she kind of gets in so she kind of gets brought into this world um there's electroshock therapies again there so in an attempt so now there's kind of some heat on limb for the abuse of these women because mm-hmm. um, it's kind of getting reported it's kind of like it's a little bit muddy but there's some there's extra attention happening and in his efforts to get that attention off of him mm-hmm. is why he killed these kids oh. he wants police to be worried about a murder of a child and spinning off in this other direction oh so that they're not focused on what he's doing which is swindling people out of their money and abusing them that is it's a weird jump. Insane. Yeah. So he like raped, murdered yes. children. Yes. Ah. They figure out pretty quickly that it's him. Uh-huh. I have, it's kind of muddy through all the details of how they've, they've like the detectiveness of figuring that out. But so they figure out that it's him. So they ultimately who goes to trial is him and the two women. Yeah. So Tan and Ho and Lim, they want to give them the death penalty. So this is all in Singapore. Wow. They want to give them the death penalty. And it's very obvious that they've committed the crime. Like all the evidence is there. The three of them are not saying it wasn't them. Like there's not a lot of contradiction to this. They just don't want to die. And so lawyers are arguing that like, then it becomes this parade of doctors saying there's, there's schizophrenic there. Like you start getting all of this other like medical arguments into it. Yeah. And, Lim the whole time is just like, ah, you know, whatever. I did it. And it's going to be like, he's not really fighting any of it, but the two women are. Yeah. Um, And that's part of what the doctors are arguing is that they were victims and that there's all this other. Ultimately, all three of them are convicted to death. Wow. And I don't think they have, I don't, I have to, I don't think they've been put to death yet. I think they're still, um, but he, when he was in jail, 
really unpopular. Like none of the other prisoners like. Like he's just well, yeah. He he just doesn't horrible things to yeah. Children. Well, you know, and I, who knows why the other people are in prison? But yeah. like, I think he does not give two shits about being liked or yeah. he's doing his own thing. Yeah. So there again, there's a ton more to that story. There, yeah. like, if you want to read into that, and there's details about like how he crafted all of his like medium it's not really witchcraft but his like yeah medium swindle scandals and then the trial had like there was a ton that i could have gone into about like all the different parts of the trial so there's more to that story yeah that's rad but isn't that nuts do you know if there's any documentaries on they've made two movies singapore really like wants that story to go away. like yeah. it's it's kind of a, a little tarnish it was a yeah it was quite salacious at the time mm-hmm. uh and there were two movies that were made that were just kind of panned as being really graphic and were they made in the states or over there i don't know okay yeah yeah but i don't think there's just like a netflix documentary about the story yeah Yeah. that's intense that's that the progression of everything and yeah like wanting to do media the weird like the the jump to children yeah is so yeah you're already doing all this other horrible shit it's a weird yeah jump yeah, but in his head, it made the most sense to like get the because it's off so of different. Him. Like yeah. he's not doing that. Yeah. So, Ugh. Jackie, that's a crazy story. How did you find that story? Probably through Tan. <laughs> Pro- <laughs> I, I can't remember. <laughs> it's been so long ago. Yeah. No, that was crazy. No, I'll definitely look more into that story. Ooh, I almost spilled. Oh, half of my half and half. <laughs> Is it a quarter? It's a quarter. It's a quarter. Um, this I, is. Oh. I don't need a break. Do you need a break? No, I don't need a break. Um, guys, this is usually where we take a really weird break. But guess what? We're, we're just gonna, gonna roll. We're gonna we're roll gonna, with let's it. Go with this party. All right, Jackie. Do you want some? Do you want some more horrific murder? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Jackie. I'm going to tell you about Alexander Pierce, and I don't know any information about his childhood because he was born in the county of Fermanagh, Ireland, around 1786-ish. I like that you went to Ireland, Uh and I like that it's old. It's old. I feel like it's been a while for an old Drea story. Like an old, old. Which is a true Drea special. There you go. (laughs) And lots of details. Yeah. (laughs) This one, not so much, but it's just, it's crazy what happens, so... Alexander grows up to be a five foot two man. <laughs> Is your story about a leprechaun? <laughs> oh. No offense to people who are five foot two. <laughs> oh no. That's not technically a little person, is it? Under five? No. Four under five. Or is under it four f- nine? under five for a man, under four ten for a lady. I have There are rules for being a little person. Yeah. Yes. But but he's little regardless. He, he is a he is a smaller human being. But his height is slightly under medium height for the early 19th century. So he's he's That's a fascinating fact. Yeah. All right. All right. Um his frame is lean and strong and he works as a common laborer be- until he realizes that you know what? I don't want to go work every day. I'll just rob and mug people. Oh, much easier. I could do that. Yeah. Boom, boom. Your money's my money. Imagine that. Okay. So, uh, Alexander is eventually caught in 1819 for stealing six pairs of shoes, <laughs> which apparently was a really big offense. Let's go back in time. Think about how much effort oh, yeah. goes into making shoes. Exactly. 
like hours and probably months. Which is why it's such a big deal when elves come at night and build shoes. Inside. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm, there's a children's story. Blue suede shoes. Oh, what? Is that a thing? Yeah. The elves come and they make blue suede suede <laughs> shoes. <laughs> Now that, now that I don't know that story, but I like it. Now that it's probably a different version of what I'm talking about. I had a book that was all about uh, leprechauns and elves. Yeah. And one of the stories was about all these like little elves that come at night and help the shoemaker build all the shoes. Yeah. And they like build a blue. Maybe they're blue. All right. I gotta it doesn't really matter. Quick. I need to look it up. Blue suede <laughs> shoe story. Okay, if you guys know about the I think child's you dreamed it. Nope. <laughs> I feel like it was the Muppets or something. Something about oh. I don't know. Anywho, he doesn't matter. Shoes are hard to make. Takes a lot of God, labor and time. Yeah. So it's a big deal that he stole six pairs of shoes. Exactly. So he gets caught for stealing these shoes, and they sentence him to seven years for of- stealing six <laughs> pairs of shoes. <laughs> Try to think of that now. Nobody would get seven years for stealing six pairs well, of shoes. What shoes? Are you talking about the like the new Nikes? What you talking about? You still wouldn't get seven years. What about the one that costs? What's a like, felony? A felony is a thousand dollars? Yeah. Oh, easy. You can do that easy. Retail. Air Jordans. How much are Jordans retail? I don't know. Two hundred bucks, three hundred bucks? What about those shoes that are made out of crystals over in that Harry's or whatever? He didn't steal crystal shoes. <laughs> Were you there? Uh, all right. <laughs> okay. So they are like. Um, There's like one style of shoe back then. It's <laughs> called shoe. <laughs> Would you like shoe or shoe? <laughs> We've got this brown leather shoe or this browner leather shoe because we left the lotion on it longer. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So they're like, Alexander, you stole six pairs of shoes, but instead of hanging you, we are going to send. <laughs> instead of. Hanging you. Yeah. We're stealing six pairs of shoes. We're going to sentence to uh, sentence you to transportation for seven years. What does that mean? What's transportation, you <laughs> ask? <laughs> I like when you build in my questions. <laughs> I'll tell you, Jackie, because I had to look it up. So back in the day, they're like, ah, we could hang you. But even to us, that's a little extreme when we could send you to one of our mil- mini colonies and use you as free labor. Oh. So they're like, Alexander, we're going to put you on a boat and send you he off. He can take the black and go to the wall. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, All right. Jackie. Uh, but the, the screwed up thing about this is, I mean, there's a lot of screwed up things. It's like, so say you get transported to a colony okay. and you serve your seven years. You, you've been a laborer for seven years yeah. with no pay. You don't have any resources to get back home. You're not ever going to go home. They didn't give you a suit and a bus ticket. Nope. You're just boop out the door. Bloop. And they're not going to feed you anymore. You're out. And now you're wherever they had sent you to. Exactly. Yeah. This is it. Okay. So Ooh. I'm imagining. <clears throat> so much yeah. like currently, there's not a lot of rehabilitative things happening. Exactly, Jackie. <laughs> My, how we've come so I, I imagine far. He's, I imagine he's going to fall back into old habits. <gasps> Right you are, Jackie. <laughs> um, okay, so they put Alexander on a boat. They send him to the prison settlement in Hobart Town, which is in Tasmania. Oh. Yeah. Come to Tasmania. Boom, 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 boom. What are you doing? <laughs> what is that? The Looney Tunes. Is that what it is? Remember Taz? Taz the Tasmanian <laughs> Devil? Yeah. Oh, Come to Tasmania. Oh. That was like the song for oh, that. I had no yeah. idea. 
Um, okay, so. Where's Tasmania? Glad you asked, Jackie. Near Australia? Yeah, it's a small island south of Australia. What are they doing shipping people to Tasmania? I mean, they got a settlement down there. Also, so, actually, much in the same way that yeah. people are sending prisoners to Australia, mm-hmm. Tasmania is looped into yeah. that. It's a British colony, so they're like, bloop, get out of here. That makes sense. Um, okay, so when Alexander arrives, he's only 34 years old. Mm, I'll be 34 soon. So imagine imagine you'd stole I some can. shoes. <laughs> and you went, sends the seven years, and then we're like, bye-bye, Jackie. You're going to do hard labor for seven years. Right I'm now. not that good at that kind of work. <laughs> They'd be like, send her back. Just send this one back. She's fine. We don't need one to like bark at us and tell us what to do. <laughs> um, okay. So he gets there and like you kind of mentioned, um, he can't stay out of trouble. Yeah. So he escapes twice and receives four floggings. During one of these floggings, he gets 50 lashes. So a flogging, are all floggings the same? Is it like a cat of nine tails? Uh, is that what's like long with the with little... multiple whips? Uh, and no. then there's like a bull whip. I think I think it in Just... my head I was picturing a bull whip. Okay, but I'm not quite sure. So he gets 50 lashes for stealing two turkeys and three ducks. Ugh. He gets one for 25 lashes and another for 50 lashes for being drunk and disorderly. Drea. And he gets another. Drea, go back on your life. Oh, no. <laughs> 50 lashes <gasps> for a drunken disorderly. Well, listen, if I had gotten 50 lashes, I don't think I would have gotten drunk again. Ever. Ever. We wouldn't have this podcast. No. Sorry, mama's out. <laughs> if I knew that that could happen, I would never touch a drink. Oh, yeah, no. Just I don't want anyone whipping me. <laughs> 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 Another 50 lashes and six months working in chains for stealing a wheelbarrow. <laughs> the fucking wheelbarrow. <laughs> like, he's just like, oh, oh my God. Da, 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 da. Yeah. We're like mid 1800s right now, 1820s, 18. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what else is going on in the world? 1820. Colonies are happening. We got some America stuff. Gold Rush hasn't happened. All right. I have contacts. <laughs> you there? <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, in March of 1822, Alexander escapes again. After three months, he's recaptured. So the prison's like, yo, Alexander. I mean, how big is Tasmania? This big? Yeah, it's pretty small. <laughs> They're like, yo, Alexander, we, we just can't do this anymore, man. So we're going to send you to another prison on the other side of Tasmania. It's called Sarah Island Prison. And um, this is where the worst of the worst are sent. And, like, the criminals that just We will get... put all our rotten eggs in <laughs> one basket. What could go wrong? <laughs> and, like, people like Alexander, who just keep messing up on their yeah. first sentence, they're like, just fucking go over there. Anyone who's read or seen The Great Escape knows what happens when you put all the people who are great at escape and put them together. Mm-hmm. Mastermind. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so let me break down... The situation going on at this other prison. I love this story. Isn't this cool? I'm enthralled. <laughs> um, okay, so bloop, we're on the west- other side of Tasmania. Yes, um, we're on the west coast at Saint Sarah's Prison or whatever it was called, Sarah Island. There yeah. And this is kind of all of Tasmania, but both guards and prisoners describe the weather as being dreary and appalling. 
Hmm. <laughs> the prisoner's main work while at the prison is to cut and transport timber so it can be made into boats. So they're just logging all day. Because uh, apparently Tasmania has this like wonderful rainforest with beautiful wood and they're cutting it down. Interesting. Yeah. So Alexander is serving his time when he meets seven other convicts who are all down to escape their mini hell, hell paradise. Yeah. So they uh, hatch. A None plan. of this is a surprise to me. <laughs> He's already escaped like 18 times. Yeah. Uh, so they hatch a plan to steal a boat and head. I love prison escapes. <laughs> and head to another island or even China if they can make it. So six weeks Six weeks later, on September 20th of 1822, when they are outside working, they all successfully, like, overpower a guard. Yeah. And they, like, all run out to find a boat, but there's no boat. And they're like, oh, God. And so they all just bolt for the forest. Yeah. And so they didn't realize, though, that the nearest settlement was, like, 140 miles away on the east coast. And that they had to go through rainforests and mountains to reach it. With... I imagine Tasmania's got some critters. Yeah. Creepy yeah. Creepy crawlies and some critters. And they, uh, they have um, aboril- ab- Aboriginal. There you go. They have those guys. I don't know why too. I didn't let you try <laughs> a little longer. I could see it in my head. I believe I could fly. Oh, no. So not to mention that Tasmania is sometimes described as having four seasons all in one day. So I That's awesome. So I looked it up and like for example, January. The highest record in January for like degrees was 108 degrees. In January? And the lowest was 24. So wow. it's like bruh, 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 Yeah. All day all night. It's it's crazy. So it but I was looking at pictures. That's one of those places where people joke and it's true where you uh-huh. go, you don't like the weather, just wait 5 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but really. But I was looking at pictures and uh, I don't know if their marketing team's really good or but it looks beautiful. <laughs> I think it's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I think Australia but like smaller. Well, New Zealand people can't get enough of New Zealand. Yeah. I want to go there real bad. Yeah. If you have a wedding, you want to Hey. Get us down to New Zealand. <laughs> Yay. Um so 8 days into their hellish journey, they are starving. Because none of them, they don't have supplies, they don't have water. How many miles a day do we think? Like, they got to go 140 miles, and they're probably clocking 10 miles a day. 20 Maybe. at 20 max. No, like, think of mountains, like mountain ranges up yeah. and down in rainforest. They're not going 10. You think they're going 10? Yeah. All right. I mean, I think you can hike, backpack. I mean, they don't have supplies with them either. Yeah. So, and I they mean, think bushwhacking. Most like, people, you have like, to, yeah, like, like, typical hike walk, you're going two to three miles an hour. Yeah. And they've got out. I mean, all they're going to do is walk. You yeah. Know. I don't know. I don't know the terrain. And they're like bushwhacking. Like, yeah. Think like you That's have to. going to slow you down. <laughs> okay. So they're going through this hellish ordeal and they realize that the only way that they can survive is if they start eating each other. Oh, we're here. Yeah. There's seven of them to start? Seven. Uh, seven, eight. There's eight all together with Alexander. Okay. So, so they're like, we have to start eating someone, otherwise we're going to die. And almost without question, all the men... I just... mean, anytime you're in a group, you all know who you're going to eat first. <laughs> Standard. That guy. <laughs> you know it without saying. It's looks you give each other. That one, one is either going to be trouble uh-huh. and or looks delicious. Oh, God. <laughs> looks... You're not going to eat the scrawny one. <laughs> and someone who's a little too big, you, you got to go right in the middle. Right in the middle. You, oh, need, some, you need some fat on the muscle. <laughs> You've thought about this too much. It's a standard conversation my friends and I have. Okay. <laughs> Anytime there's a group of us, which one are we eating first and why? <laughs> Ready, go. 
Um, okay, so as with your group of friends, without question, they were like, <laughs> it's going to be Joe. We know which one we're going to eat. We're going to eat this dude, this other guy named Alexander. His name is Alexander Dalton. Yeah. Because back at the prison, this dude volunteered to be a flogger. Oh, douchebag. Fuck what? this guy. What are you. Did, did, was he never on a schoolyard? Does he not know how it works? Don't, I don't know why he why left would, with them. I mean, maybe. I. I would only do that. I could. Well, one, I wouldn't do that. I couldn't do that. Yeah. But I'm trying to put myself in his shoes. You would do that if there's a guarantee that you're never around another prisoner. Yeah. If you're, like, squirreled away in administrative segregation. <laughs> You're an ad seg, you never have to interact with somebody, and you get something else out of the flogging. Otherwise, why? Why? Yeah. 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 Oh, Alexander's going to get eaten. Bye-bye. And not our main guy, Alexander. No. This other dude. Like, <clears throat> yeah. Little baby Alexander. I tried to think of a nickname, and it didn't come fast Dalton. Enough. Let's call him by his last name. Dalton. Yeah. There you go. Bye, Dalton. Dalton, they kill him with an axe, they eat him, he's gone. The next day... I'm impressed that they're like, are they multiple days in now at this point? Yeah, yeah. What are they carrying with them? I mean, obviously an axe. I don't think they, I mean, I think they were out doing work. So they got work stuff. And they just, and, but it's not like they planned it. But they don't have sleeping bags. They don't have tarp. They're like, they're just like. They're in the elements. Yeah. They don't have the right gear, Jackie. (laughs) Again, it could be a lot easier for them. (laughs) Um, Okay, so the next day two men named brown and uh kennerly decided to return to the prison because they were like they're like i'm over this they're like this is worse i see everyone eyeing us and i think we're next on the pecking list so these guys are not dumb we out so they made it back to the prison but they died shortly afterward from exhaustion so that leaves five men and this guy named greenhill who had uh, been a sailor takes charge of the group and he is able to use his navigational skills using the sun and the stars to guide the group for 42 days through the wilderness towards settled areas. I mean, how long can you go without food? Tw- I mean, they're eating people. They are, but there's five of them. Mm-hmm. And they're not eating people right now during the five. So, I mean, you can go multiple. You can go multiple. It's water you can't do without. But you can go. Oh, next sentence. They have been eating people. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> but not all the men make it to the end. <laughs> oh, I would uh, learn so much if I didn't interrupt. <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're quizzical. I'm engaged. <laughs> uh, because as one of the men starts to weaken, the rest of the group uses their axe and slices them up and they eat them. After five weeks of endless walking, only three men are left. We got Green Hill. Mm-hmm. We got this guy named Travers. And we have our man, Alexander. Alexander. So, most of the killing had been done by Greenhill, but Alexander and Travers had also participated. At first, they cooked the flesh and the innards, but eventually they just started eating everything raw. No. Yeah. By this stage, they had reached less rugged country. Do people say what people taste like? Is it one of those, like, taste like chicken things? I've heard from the cannibal stories I've read. Tickled me just they, right. They find it very tasty. <laughs> well, cannibals too. Okay. Um, okay. So, 
So by this stage, uh, they had reached less rugged country, but with no knowledge of the bush, they were unable to live. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew the police. <laughs> I was like, there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> oh my god oh that was so why, predictable why did I... <laughs> with no knowledge of the bush this has been like oh my god inappropriate Woo! wednesday oh yeah my god. okay do i need that sentence? double entendre tuesday no we're not gonna read that lessons <laughs> oh it's i'm there's no way i'm cutting that out that's fucking funny Woo! okay so <laughs> all right they got no knowledge of the bush they got no they're, knowledge they're driven by extreme hunger <laughs> Woo! okay so driven driven by extreme hunger green hill finally faced the prospect of having to kill his injured friend travers who had been bitten on the foot by a venomous tiger snake oh but With- wouldn't you worry about eating poisoned meat would you cut it off at the source i mean at this point like 50 days in travers looks like a blt to me we just talked (laughs) about blt nobody wants no tea nobody wants wants no l L. get out get out my sandwich (laughs) give me bacon on bread (laughs) yeah actually and toasted bread did you ever watch the 10th kingdom i don't even know what that is it is this long, long mini series. Not mini. What's that? It's like six hours. Yeah, six mini hours. Series. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's all continuous. Yeah, yeah. Blah blah. Um, so essentially, there's ten kingdoms, and nine of them are like fairy tale kingdoms, and like our world is the tenth kingdom. Trolls from that kingdom come to this <laughs> kingdom. <laughs> I like how you feel ridiculous already talking about it and, okay uh, trolls come i got it. i'm with you i okay. love this shit and then uh some some people from our world go over to their world there's a chase blah 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 um long story short the characters are having to camp out and they're cooking and they have bacon and just this big thing of bread and like one of them is a, a werewolf and so they put they have this big piece of bread and they put all this bacon and another piece of bread and i was like that's all i want in my life like just mound of bacon oh, on some bread fuck. <sighs> bacon bacon we already talked about bacon for a good 10 minutes earlier <laughs> yeah um okay travers so patrick travers in his foot his foot is infected at this point, and Greenhill and Alexander... Probably hard to get some mileage on an infected foot. Mm-hmm. And so Greenhill and Alexander are dragging him and, like, carrying him, and they're doing this for five days until oh. Travers is... They don't want to eat this guy. No, it, it, Greenhill really likes Travers. I don't know where Alexander stands, but that's his bro, and yeah. he's, like, the captain, you yeah. uh, But at this point, Travers is, like, begging for them to kill him. Oh, he's, he's over in it. so much pain. Okay. Yeah. And so, again, uh, they take the axe and kill Travers while he's sleeping and they eat him. Um, but the problem with human flesh is that even though it's really rich in protein, it never really satisfies hunger because of the lack of ca- carbohydrates, which provides the energy. So they're eating. So steak is different? No, it's the same. Meat. It's meat. that they're just eating meat. Yes. Yeah. I hear you. Um, Lots of protein, but no carbs. They that, need, they... They're on that keto. Yeah. <laughs> they're in ketosis. Where do, where do keto people get their energy from? From beans? No. Uh, so they get 
uh, you can cut all this out because I don't know if this is completely <laughs> right, but uh, essentially you're depriving your uh, carbohydrate stores, storages. So you're burning And so fat? then your body's like, I have to do something. So it goes to your fat and that's how you start losing all the weight. But what happens when you're lean and keto? All the fat that you, you eat gets burned? You start that weird breath. It's like... <sighs> You get this weird ketosis. You're not supposed, breath? you're not supposed to be in ketosis for a long time. It's supposed to be you. You shouldn't even be there. Your body needs carbohydrates in whatever form you need. It doesn't have to be pasta and white breads. It could yeah, be beans or fruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you need that. Your brain needs carbohydrates to survive. Oh, when you eat human meat, yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's you're not getting what you need. Yeah. So no matter how much they ate of their friends. It just didn't provide enough energy for what they were doing. Should they also be trying to forage? Yes. Okay. But I think it's just, think of the rainforest. Who knows what's out there? You don't know what you can eat. There's bugs going. There's obviously spider, not spiders. There's snakes. Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that. But again, that's really just meat. Yeah. Yeah. They they need some roughage. Yeah. Yeah. I would not know what roughage to eat. So now we have Alexander and Greenhill. The final two. The final countdown. countdown. <laughs> I'm going to eat you. <laughs> and it's essentially a walk-off to see who can walk the farthest without stopping to sleep. Because both men know as soon as they close their eyes, they're going to be killed. That's a different kind of walk-off than they had in Zoolander. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? It's a walk-off. Listen to your friend Billy Zane. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But in the end, both men stopped. And Greenhill closed his eyes for a second too long. So Alexander took this opportunity to kill Greenhill by bashing him in the head with an axe. Okay, from seven to one. Here's what's fascinating. Yeah. When you're the two of them and you're in your little walk-off, I, like, they had to have been talking to each other like, we're not going to kill each other. We're not. We're not going to. Yeah. And like in your mind, you're like, I'm like, I'm cool this guy when he falls asleep. I'm going to eat you. This is that. Oh, my God. And we're 40 days out? We're more. We're like... We're way more now. I carumba. <clears throat> yeah. So, Alexander finally... Is this a movie? I'll tell you later. Okay. <laughs> Alexander finally makes it to the settled districts, and he makes friends with a shepherd. And Alexander lives with him for a couple months, but he starts to rob other farms and Can't steal their sheep. It. So, he is recaptured by authorities. Oh, you Dumbo. You uh. dumb, dumb Dumbo. <laughs> just they... live a quiet life. Just go to sleep with the sheep. <laughs> Um, but not like that, but just like, I, I let that joke go. <laughs> I was just like, go play. With that. All right. So when they realize who he is, they ask him where the other convicts are and he starts telling them his, oh your, friend not, your friend didn't make it. Um, he starts telling them everything that happened in the jungle and they're like, I would not add those murder raps to my sheet. Nah, he did. He told them everything and the authorities were like, there's no way that happened. You're lying to us. They're still out there in the jungle and you were covering oh, for I, them. I can see that. Yeah. Um, so Alexander's like, well, I don't know what to tell you. I told you the truth. I ate them. So <laughs> I, ate them. I ate them. I ate them. Cause at this point they don't really know about cannibalism. That's not like a thing that the you know we're mid 1800 interruption have you ever seen the movie ravenous no oh drea mm-hmm. is it scary yeah ah. it yeah because basically it's about the western side of the united states in like calvary days and they've mm-hmm. got these like remote uh 
strongholds Mm -hmm. and you've got these people these soldiers who've been at this fort for two years however long it like it's about people eating people Ah! and like these people and then these other like cavalry people get stationed there and they come out and they're like you guys seem weird and then they're like oh because you're fucking eating people it's crazy (laughs) yeah ravenous crazy crazy ass yeah okay so Mm -hmm. so they send him back to the original prison (laughs) after all that this guy and when he gets there all the convicts treat him like a hero they're just well, like, he was you out survived. There doing it. Yeah. You you did it, man. Uh so several months later, Alexander escapes again. I like it. <laughs> and he's like out at a work party and <laughs> like If I he wasn't it. a cannibal, I'd be like more about it about it yeah. for him. Like yeah. Woo, kill Alexander. Because <laughs> he's just it's petty crime. Yeah. He's stealing shoes and sheep turkeys and turkeys. And, yeah, being drunk. He's not hurting people, <laughs> really. Well, now he is. I mean, but he's eating people, <laughs> yeah. so he is. So he escapes, and this time he starts heading north along the East Coast with a young man named Thomas Cox. Eleven days later, Alexander surrenders to authorities near the mouth of King River. But Thomas Cox is nowhere to be found. However, while authorities are searching Alexander for weapons... They find chunks of human flesh in, in his meat. pockets. In his pockets. That's not gonna spoil. <laughs> exactly. Not, not, it's like trail mix. <laughs> <laughs> you were really excited to tell that joke. No, it just came. How to me. long is you? I, I don't know how long I'd let jerky be in my pocket. <laughs> like actual jerky. Yeah, like yeah. treated jerky. Yeah. I'm. He's he's been through some stuff. Chunks in his pockets. Yeah, but even crazier than that is that Alexander still had plenty of regular food on him. Well, he's he's ravenous. Yeah, he's got a taste for the flesh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they're like, "Whoa, this guy is a cannibal, and probably did kill all of his convict friends in the jungle." Yeah. so, Alexander later admitted that he had murdered Thomas. Is in he a... still just in his mid-30s? Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually. Late thir- late 30s? Um, and he's little. Is he little? He's little. I forgot he was little. That <laughs> 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 makes it better. Um, so, Alexander admits that he killed Thomas in a rage because he realized that Thomas couldn't swim. And he's like, bro, you're oh, gonna... Oh, fuck you. We're escaping How are we from prison. Escape? We're on an island. Like, you uh, need to and swim. If, and now he's got this fresh meat. Might yeah. as well make some pocket yeah. meat. And Alec- Alexander also said that human flesh was by far preferable to ordinary food anyways. Have you seen <laughs> the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where Frank... They think they, think they <laughs> eat human flesh. to convince them <laughs> that they've eaten human flesh. Yes, and they go ravenous. Oh, yeah. that one's really funny. Oh, that's a great show. Um, okay, so they take Alexander and put him on trial, and the trial itself is brief and is given a death sentence, and the judge orders that his body be delivered to the surgeons for dissection, because they're like, what is a cannibal? I demand you be fed to the prisoners. (laughs) Um, Because cannibalism- It's so strange. We gotta check you out. What's, like, you got weird shit in your flesh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, They're gonna old school science it. Yeah. Um, and like we were saying, cannibalism is like unheard of at this time. And Alexander's trial created a sensation in Hobart Town, London, and even the United States. Oh, it spread. Yeah. Like in the 1800s, essentially. Uh, not even by raven, but by like boat. Yeah. Caw-caw. 
<laughs> 30 days later, Alexander escapes. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I, you, I was like, but they cut him up. <laughs> nah, they haven't killed him yet. Oh. 30 days later, Alexander Wait, wait, wait. Okay, hanged. I got lost in it. Oh, yeah. I yeah. thought they killed him and cut him up. No, 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 he no, no. Was, they said they were going to cut him up. That's what they're doing during the trial. Yeah. Okay. So, 30 days later, Alexander is hanged in the yard of the Hobart Town Jail at 9 a.m. on July 19th, 1824. Damn. Boom. And you were asking, so there's been two movies that I could find. There was, like, more of a documentary. It's called The Last Confession of Alexander Pierce. It was done in 2008. There was an Australian horror film about the whole thing, released in 2008 also, called Dying Breed. It didn't get the greatest reviews. Mm. There's a book uh, by Paul Collins called Hell's Gates, The Terrible Journey of Alexander Pierce. Um, And there's a couple songs. Uh, One song is called A Tale They Won't Believe by the group called Weddings, Parties, and Anything. (laughs) (laughs) And the Drones song title, Word from the Executioner to Alexander Pierce interesting isn't that crazy i really like it yeah what's your tie oh I- ireland oh yeah yeah, yeah he's yeah. irish born yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah this one was fun that was really good yeah yeah that's what like that was really good i liked it thanks there's so many good crazy stories out there how come hollywood can't grab onto oh well they have to remake all the disney movies that we watch as children live action now it's such a cash grab and i get it because it works they're not that good but that's an amazing story yeah yeah there's interesting there's stories out there just gotta get them people all right well that's been another week of killer cocktails we hope you enjoyed our murder time yeah and we'll see you next week thanks for tuning into this week's episode of killer cocktails as always on our talent was jackie andrea Uh, Be sure to check out our Instagram, at Killer Cocktails Podcast, or stop by our website, KillerCocktailsPodcast.com, for up-to-date information, photos, contests, and more. Our logo was created by Michelle Firm, whose amazing art can be found at MichelleFirmDesign.com. Our music was created by Nikolai Heidlis, and we'll be back next week on Hashtag Murder Mondays. (laughs) 